Welcome to Geek Sweat. This is Dom's Dot, where I, King Dom, talk about documentaries of note. This time I am joined by Jay. Hello. Hello, Jay. Thanks for joining us. And MKH. Hi, King Dom. Hi, MKH. How are you both doing today? Yeah, good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really good. Yeah, so good. I'm so tired, but I'm so good. All right. So today we are going into Grizzly Man, the acclaimed 2005 documentary by the legendary German director Werner Herzog. Before we get too deep into this, um, can I ask you today, is this the first time you've encountered the work of Mr. Herzog? Uh, if I've encountered his work before, I wouldn't know. So maybe you can tell me, what would I have seen his work in? Well, he's made a massive amount of documentaries dating back to the 1970s, also fiction films such as Nosferatu, Art of Glass, The Enigma of Kaspar Hauser, many, many films which were famous and even notorious in the 70s. In that case, I think I've only seen Nosferatu. Did you make the connection between Nosferatu and Grizzly Man? No, I didn't. No, I didn't. But now that you how do you now it, feel feeling that those were both the work of the same person? Well, Nosferatu was miles away from this one, wasn't it? I mean, like <laughs> very different genre for for a start, um, but also um, different feel because it's a documentary. No, it's fine. Any response is good. I mean, he's got a vast oeuvre, but possibly underpinned by his own personality. What about you, MK? Have you seen any Herzog films before? Never. And going by what I watched, uh, it makes sense why I haven't either. Okay, we will come into that. We will come into that. So this film is pieced together from real-life footage shot by Timothy Treadwell, who spent 13 summers observing grizzly bears, sometimes in the company of his girlfriend, latterly, tragically. And this footage is posthumously put together by Werner Herzog, who interviews people who knew Treadwell, experts on bears, and adds his own commentary. So let's talk about the documentary structurally. MKH, how did it work for you? What did you think of the structure of the documentary or the approach to this story? Um, in terms of structure, I think it was put together very well. Um, What's, what's, what's the German guy's name? Werner Herzog. Werner, he, he knows how to piece together footage along with... Um, his narrative. Yeah, his narrative. And that is where my um, positive... Um, what's it called? I feel like Import. you're struggling for words there. You know, no, no, because you know what? I, I'm trying to be as positive as possible. Like if we're, if we're talking about just the structure, flawless structure. And it, it did put together quite a good story. No, no, no. Let me not say that. The narrative he put together was very well done. That's what I was saying about the structure. Jamie? <laughs> um, for me, it felt a little choppy. Actually, um, although I, I, I appreciate that he's kind of like, um, you know, he, he's he's putting in his own recordings alongside Treadwell's recordings, alongside interviews, alongside 
all this and that. Um, but for me, it was a little bit choppy, although it was cohesive. So, um, yeah, I, I think the way he did it, you really got a feeling for, for Treadwell and for what he was doing and what he was, well, what he was trying to do, let's put it that way. But you also got a sense of, um, a really good sense of what Treadwell was as a person, um, the way he edited it and put it together. Yeah. So apparently Herzog watched more than 100 hours of footage to make this film. And he also, in the key scene of the film, well, one of the key scenes of the film, he listens to the audio recording of Treadwell's death. And mm. he advises his, the owner of the recording, Treadwell's ex-girlfriend, to never listen to the recording. How did yeah. you feel about that film? Because he inserted himself into the story, but it seemed that he did it for a specific reason. Were you okay with that? Do you think that was justifiable in circumstances? I thought he was like out of line because he basically said, you must never listen to this. You must never show this to the world. You must. It's like, who is he to tell her what to do with it? You must burn this. You know, it's like, who is he to tell her what to do with it? It's hers. I mean, like she may never want to listen to it. That's fine. But that's still a part of his legacy in terms of his story if you know what I mean. So to, to throw that away, okay, to know that there's a recording of his last moments, you know, audio only, um, yeah, that might be something that um, someone else might want to listen to later on. I don't know. Um, I get that she doesn't want to listen to it, but I don't think that he should be imposing that upon her and telling her that she shouldn't. Well, that's interesting because apparently – Hertzog later said that um, his reaction was a heat-of-the-moment reaction and he didn't have said it. He called himself stupid for saying that. Yeah, I think it was out of line. It's not his place. Um, can I just jump in there? I Now I've got all the niceties out of the way. Um, <laughs> Those this, were the niceties. <laughs> <laughs> um, this was like the hardest documentary for me to watch. I felt that and I don't know um, uh, Vina's work, uh, and I've only got this film to go on, but I found this film to be extremely exploitative and should never have been released. I don't think he should have got his hands on those hundreds of hours of footage. This, this um, film follows Timothy Treadwell, who was a man with severe mental health issues cosplaying as Steve Irwin in Alaska and all right it's fine that he he recorded all this footage but we don't know what he wanted the footage we don't know what he wanted uh the outcome of that footage to be he had his own narrative and I don't think if he was able to see that film I don't think he would have agreed with how it was spun I, I almost feel like he was Kind of, his narrative almost felt like he was psychoanalyzing Treadwell. And Did you get that? I, I don't think he. I don't think he was psychoanalyzing him. I think, and going by what um, the history of the director is, he a lot of his documentaries follows uh, humans trying to do impossible tasks, and definitely, I feel that Treadwell was doing an impossible task befriending bears 
in Alaska and going on just weird rants and crying to God. Like, I just, I felt so uncomfortable a lot of the scenes. I think, why were you showing me a man crying over a baby fox? Like, I just didn't need to see that. I don't, and I don't think Treadwell would have released that type of footage because I think he would have been acutely aware of how he came across. I think even though he did come across quite manic and there was uh, conversations around him not taking his medication because it made him docile. And that was actually said in the documentary. I don't think he would have liked how he was depicted in that. So your, your take is that it's exploitative because he included footage that you think that Treadwell would not have wanted the public to see. Yeah, because yeah, like I agree with it was, that. It was hundreds of hours and this is the footage you picked of him like I don't know re- redoing scenes, like looking quite manic, mm. him crying to God to make it rain and then yeah, and it was definitely out of line for him to say to the ex-girlfriend, never listen to this when you've just listened to it. Mm. What if the parents wanted to listen to it? That's their child mm. as well. Burn it. Like, I, I just didn't, I think he definitely overstepped the mark. And I was thinking, I had to look to see how many awards this film got. Because I was thinking, what? Is how did else? it get so yeah. many awards? Is anyone else seeing this? This was like, like, and the only issue I have with it and I will stop after this sentence. The only issue I have with it is because Treadwell had severe mental health issues. If you wanted to do a documentary of Steve Irwin, who was a a skilled, I don't know what, what, what the word for it, but he knew the risks of interacting with animals and tragically died by sting, a stingray, <clears throat> go, with, go for it. But tre- I think it was quite insensitive to do it on Treadwell. See, the thing, I mean, like you, you've hit on a point there is um, Treadwell and Irving, are com- they're miles apart in, yeah. t- in terms of how they went about things. I, I think Irwin had a an element of respect that um, perhaps Treadwell lacked because, I mean, he was talking to the bears as though they were children. Yeah. It was like, I love you. No, don't do that. Don't do – come on. You, yeah. They're, they're not pets. They're wild animals. And you're talking to them like they're, you, you know, your household cat or, or dog. Yeah. Um, so in, t- in terms of – I mean, like, he, he did say, you know, he, you know, bears can rip your head off, la, da, la, da, da. And it seems like he understood the risks, but I don't think he – um, took those risks seriously, or me- perhaps he didn't have the capacity to understand that he was not actually skilled enough. Um, you know. Well, I and okay, there was a point where he says the bears would never hurt me because he, he saw himself as one of the bears. Well, he he, he contradicted himself several times yeah, though because he he said I have to be careful here because mm. you know anyone can. So, you know, he was like, on one hand, it's like, they'll never hurt me. I will never hurt them. And then on the other hand, it was like, yeah, I have to be careful. It's like, well, it is. But, and that's what I'm saying. That's why I feel it's quite exploitative <laughs> because you're showing this guy making contradictions that I don't think, I think he had a clear narrative. And, and that's uh, to show him as, as someone who was unhinged. Yeah. 
Exactly. But I think Treadwell saw himself and the way he projected himself is that I'm a man that's out there by myself. He would never, show, even with, if, when he was with his girlfriends, he would never show them on camera. Yeah, because he, he wanted the world to, to yeah. see him as someone who did this alone. Yeah, exactly. And I think, yeah, I just didn't like it. Dom, what did you think? Did, are you a fan of this director, first of all? Is this, is this the guy you go to if you're going to introduce people to um, the world of documentary filmmaking? I do like a lot of Herzog's films because he is a genuinely eccentric, almost chaotic voice, and he does bring something very unique to his best films. And I totally get the exploitation angle. Um, I think that is it's a very fine line to walk. Does he walk the right side of the line? I'm not sure. So I totally get it with regards to this film. But with other films where he's like interviewing people, his own eccentric personality sometimes brings out the best in his subjects and there can be a kind of alchemy. I love a documentary made about um, cave paintings called Cave of Forgotten Dreams, which ends up being half about this ancient cave made by humans. I think it was 40,000 years ago. It might have been more than that. Might have been a lot more than that. I can't remember the exact time frame, but it was a really, really, really long time ago. And the connection he makes between that and the eccentric cast of characters who are the scientist archaeologists. That's something eccentric and really special. So I do like a lot of Herzog, but at the same time, I do recognise the charges that you can bring to that one. I guess uh, the other thing I should say about this is Herzog does often seem to have a thesis when he makes a documentary. And in this one, he is kind of pitting what he sees as Treadwell's sentimental view of nature against his own dispassionate view of nature. Did that come across? Was it justified? Do you think that was a valuable thing to do? Uh, I think I know the answer, but I'm going to pick this out there. Um, MKH? Um, well, yeah, no, he, you, you definitely hit the nail on the head. He, he, I got the sense that, um, the director was saying, look at this idiot. He's so naive. He thinks nature actually likes him <laughs> when nature doesn't give a damn about him. And yeah, I, I guess it was the case that it, it was almost, it was almost as if the director was saying, well, you, you kind of did this to yourself in a way because of how close you put yourself to nature and and vicious nature at that as well, like bears. Mm. The, the thing is you can put yourself close to nature without putting yourself in danger. And I think one of the, the, the key points of this film is, is that um, Treadwell was delusional. Um, I, I think that, you know, him thinking that just because he's been there every summer for however many years, and this was his thirteenth year that he 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 um was a, finally attacked by one, um, you know to think that you know every year he goes back they're going to claim him as one of their own. Uh, it was almost like that was one of his hopes. Mm. And what really struck me was when he started kind of like fondling one of the one of their um their droppings. He oh, was, the poo! Said it's yeah, still warm. It was still warm. I can feel her. Uh, I'm like, what are you doing? You know what? Honestly, I, that that it makes. I mean, it it shows. Uh, there, there's an audacity there. 
I, I was gonna say that that's when I fell off my chair. And like this is coming from a guy who watched that octopus banging film, like or documentary that Dom made us watch. Yeah, but the thing is, the difference between the oct- um my what was it my teacher the octopus, my octopus teacher my octopus teacher is that in in the octopus documentary. Um, he never said, I love you. Whereas Treadwell in this film was, I love you, I love you, I love you. And everything was, I love you. And it's like, do you love them like a can of Coke? Do you love them? I mean, What bestiality and, you're talking but, about? But, but that's my point, yeah. is, is that in, in this film with Treadwell, the yeah. way he talked yeah. about the bears, it, it's, he wanted, be, as you said, he wanted to become a bear, he wanted to be part of the group he wanted to assimilate himself into being a bear which is far more weird than my teacher the octopus my octopus teacher no definitely and then there was this you just reminded me there's this in and i don't want to be an armchair uh what's it therapist or diagnosis or whatever but it was this insane scene when he was saying oh and he had this like like wonderful high pitched voice. I I I I want a girlfriend, but I can't find a girlfriend. It would be okay if I was gay because the gays just have it easy. I was thinking, what is happening right now? Yeah. I thought we we're watching yeah. a man trying to integrate himself with bears, and now he's talking about gay people have it easier but, to but, find partners. But here's, here's how is this not exploitative? Thing, though, in the film, we learned that he had at least two two girlfriends. I mean, like Amy the, was the one who was attacked when you, yeah. you know, at the same time he was. And then you had his other girlfriend that he started um, grizzly people with. Yeah, and then there was another woman who kept his belongings for some reason. Oh, and the house. But yeah, and but they never. She, she denied. Yeah, she not, but that's yeah. what I'm saying. This guy had lots of women. So what women was he looking for? Bear women or something? Like animal? Like you had women, and then you had him on camera saying, "Oh, I just want a nice woman." Uh, and he want... had one, and he had. It's like yeah. I, I just don't understand. Maybe like they just don't stick around. Well, they do, because this woman that he sadly got killed with... Died with him. Yeah, died with him. She was terrified of bears, and she still slept with him in territory that was um, inhabited by more hostile bears because the bears he was used to were in hibernation. I just, I just can't believe that this, <clears throat> this documentary was put together and it won so many awards. I was thinking... Why? 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 What is happening? Like, I, it was a tough watch. I had to keep pausing it. I was thinking, this is like, this is just so odd. Mm. I, I, I just didn't like it. I didn't like the tone of it. I didn't like how he pitted himself against Trudwell. I didn't like, like I said, the positives that he put together a narrative and he, the footage together and the voiceover but I just didn't like anything else. I mean, it, it sounds, I mean, like from watching the film, it felt like he purposely put it together to discredit Treadwell. Yeah. And then like, I saw some reviews for this film and then like someone, let me just read it. Someone said, at least he said Treadwell was a good filmmaker. And I was thinking, wait, what? That's what you got from this film. He said once a throwaway line, he did a good scene. But the rest of the film, he was shitting all over Treadwell. You, you kind of like conveniently forgot about that. Who was the Who was the film critic? Robert Ebert. Um, no, actually, no, it was someone else. David Denby. 
I don't know. It doesn't matter. Anyway, Dom, um, what? <laughs> Dom, where would you place this documentary? Actually, I know you said you, you kind of saw, our, like, you can understand our criticism. Do you share the same criticism of the film or did you like this film? It's definitely uncomfortable. It's a, it's a film I've seen a few times. I watched it when it came out in 2005 and I watched it on DVD in 2006, 2007. And then I rewatched it for this show. And I guess over that time, I feel more uncomfortable with the potential expectation than I did when I first saw it. When I first saw it, I was just so shocked by what I was seeing. I didn't really consider, was there a moral aspect to just putting all of this into the public domain? Whereas now, I think maybe we understand a bit more the conversation about mental health has shifted a bit. I would say does feel uncomfortable now. What, what shocked you about the film? Well, when I first saw it, mm. just the fact that it was so raw in terms of this guy who was clearly mentally ill, delusional, and he's capturing it all. This is the kind of thing you'd normally have to piece together after the fact you'd just be speculating. And he had filmed this whole process, almost his slow motion mental breakdown in kind of granular detail. It was kind of horrific, but also I couldn't really look away the first time I saw it. So yeah, it was very surprising to me when I first saw it. I think at the time I'd seen a lot of documentaries that were a lot closer to probably how Timothy Treadwell would make a documentary. Things like My Octopus Teacher, things that were a little bit flowery, a little bit sugar-coated. And perhaps at the time I saw Herzog's very unsentimental, very unsympathetic take as almost a corrective to that. Now I do see the issues with that. I've also seen a lot of other Herzog films, so... Dom, quick question. If... This film was released today. Do you think it would have got awards for best documentary, award for best documentary slash non-fiction film, for best non-fiction film, award for best documentary, and a, another award from the Toronto Film Critics Association, award for best documentary. Do you think it would have got received those awards if it was released today, given the current climate around exploitation and mental health and stuff like that? I don't think it would have got all of them. It probably would have missed out on the bigger awards. It is the kind of thing that wins audience awards at festivals because festival audiences get so jaded from having to watch loads of films back to back that sometimes something that just completely gut punches them just pushes through and wins the big prize. But I don't think there would have been so much consensus about it these days. I think there would have been a lot more debate about the rights and wrongs of showing someone in that condition and using that footage in the way that he did. Yeah. Um, and in the universe of this director's work, where would you place this documentary? Near well, in top? terms of like how it rates with his other films? Yeah. yeah. Near the top or near the bottom or in the middle or anywhere. 
I'd say probably it's at the time I thought it was one of his better films. Um, I think with hindsight, I probably would downgrade it because of the issues we've talked about. So it's probably a middling one. Um, yeah, there are definitely better Herzog films to start with. If you want to see another Herzog film, I would recommend Cave of Forgotten Dreams. I think that's one that has grown for me over the years instead of diminishing. Jay, you you look like you're pondering. Because I know you you still resent me for making you watch My Octopus Teacher. How do you feel about this? I, I didn't feel bad about watching My Octopus Teacher and I didn't feel bad about watching this. It was, I mean, like they're very differently made documentaries. Um, and the one thing about documentaries is that they're all supposed to be educational in some way. Um, and the thing is, I, I think that even though it's hidden behind the whole, um, you know, Grizzly Man title, it's not really just about Treadwell. It's, it's about, um, as we've touched on before, mental health and, you know, how people go at lengths um, to do things they believe in. And certainly Treadwell went up and way beyond um, his means and capabilities um, to supposedly save bears. Um, yeah. Um, so how do I feel about this film in general? I'm neither here nor there, but I'm, I can tell you I'm not going to set foot in Alaska and put myself in harm's way by, you know, chasing bears and getting up close. Glad to hear that, Jay. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I understand that, you know, there is a need to kind of, like, um, conserve and, you know, protect animals, et cetera. Um, but judging from what was said in the film, these bears weren't actually in danger. They that, that was one of the points that was made. Treadwell claimed he was protecting them from poaching, but Park Rangers said yeah. there'd never actually been a situation where a bear had been poached. Yeah, exactly. And they were saying that um, they, they cull 6% annually anyway just to control the numbers, but the numbers are still in the thousands. Um, so it almost felt also that um, Treadwell was kind of on a, on a quest to, to fail or, you know, on a quest that never existed, um, except in his own mind, which is, I suppose, one of the biggest points is that it was all kind of for his, well, I mean, like he did say in the film also that, you know, that's his life. And I suppose it's like religion. It's like sometimes you need something to keep you going. And perhaps this was his, he felt this was his calling and this was, what he wanted to do with his life. I yeah. guess, like the other question to ask, um, if you feel that this is exploitative, I think we all have concerns about this now. Um, is there a way that Herzog could have told the same story but not stepped over the line for you? I think it's hard. It's, it's hard because one of his biggest points was that he was not quite there. And I don't think you can show that without showing Treadwell's footage and retakes and multiple kind of sermons to himself, so to speak. 
um, exploitative. It's not like he made loads of money from it. Did you feel uncomfortable watching it? I think morally he took advantage to make another film from someone else's demise. Um, what do you think, MKH? There was a film to be made, but I don't think it was a case of um, man versus bear or man trying to conquer nature. It could have been a a tale about a person uh, living in a country that doesn't have adequate mental health support, like where instead of uh, proper interventions, um, a man took it upon himself to... Um, not take his drugs anymore and live in the forest. Like I think there is a story to be told here, and I just don't think this was the story to be told at all. Basically, change the title and change the focus. Yeah, exactly. That's that's how you could have so, like, done. Your story is adjacent to the story that Herzog landed on. Yes, because again, I I know Jay mentioned that he didn't make a lot of money from this, but he still took the work of a dead man and used it completely for his own ends without any input from the dead man or his family or anything like that. Like no, none, I, I know he, he spoke to the family, but they had no creative input into this film of how their, their son was being um, portrayed as some type of bipolar split personality put the per- person who was never consistent throughout the whole documentary Oh, they love me. They're never going to hurt me. Oh, they can kill me any second. Oh, I, I, I can't get a girlfriend. Oh, while he has like at least two girlfriends. So, yeah, I think, yeah, use the footage, the person, but totally different story to be told. Oh, I guess um, the final question is, um, as we're wrapping up the first lot of documentaries that we've seen, are there any from the ones we've watched on dogs that have stood out? Um, I I liked um, the dissident because I picked it. <laughs> I quite I quite like that. Um, that the it wasn't um it wasn't quirky like Marktopus teacher. It wasn't nerdy like the the Rubik's cube kids, and it wasn't exploitative like. Um, the Grizzly Man. It was just a story about trying to take down a totalitarian government, and I dig that. Oh yeah, and we're all on board with that. Mm. I don't think we all saw the same documentaries because I was in different episodes. So I think I saw Octopus Teacher, and there was the one who got his arm caught under the rock. Can't remember the film. Is it thirty six hours uh, later or something? 30, was it thirty six? No, free solo. Free solo. No, there was. I did see free solo, but there was the other one where he got his arm caught under the rock and he had to cut his arm off. No, that's no, that's 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 your personal film list you're talking about. No. <laughs> yeah, and then you're going to have to remind me which ones I supposedly saw. And that was the film are... with James Franco. Okay, so we've done free solo, Kings of Kong. My Octopus Teacher, The Dissident, Grizzly Man. Yeah, I've only seen three, so I can... Cube, kids, which isn't called that. I can't remember the title now. Oh, look, they've all got something to say, don't they? Um, I, I quite like The Octopus Teacher, mainly because I like the sea. 
There you go. And I liked, the, I loved the underwater footage. We, we did have fun on that episode. Yes, and we had fun on that episode. We did. It wasn't like this one. This one feels very heavy. That that was a completely different atmosphere. Yeah, this one's a bit tragic. This one's rather tragic. Yes. Yeah. So that is it for now. We are out of time. We are calling time on Dogs. But I would like to thank my guests very much for joining me. Thank you so much, Jay. Thank you for having me. You are very welcome. And thank you so much for coming, MKH. Cheers, Kingdom. So till next time and more Dom Talks, take care and we'll be back soon with more Geek Twit. Bye. Ciao.